toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you again so much for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Brandy Van. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment and take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and imagine breathing out that light and love and send it back to all of humanity. Remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Our guest today is Brandy Van. She is a spiritual medium and psychic development mentor who helps highly sensitive people discover their unique psychic gifts so they can experience an abundance of peace and find their higher purpose. Through coaching and speaking, Brandy helps people discover and develop their psychic abilities to realize we are all connected here on earth and that we all have a higher meaning than ourselves. Brandy has made it her mission to help others to discover their abilities so they can fulfill their higher purpose, live with intention in their interactions, and listen to their intuition. She lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with her husband of 10 years, where they enjoy life with their three dogs. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Brandy. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I love your message. I'm just so grateful to be here with you ladies. 
Great. Well, let's get started by telling us a little bit about your journey and what has led you down this spiritual path. Sure. So I always knew I had psychic abilities from a very young age. Um, I was hearing spirits. I can remember even back to like the age of 10, but I just thought people would think I was crazy or like they would think I was making things up or saying things for attention. So I just tended to ignore them um, until I was in my 20s and I had a very profound spiritual experience where I just couldn't ignore it anymore. So my family and I were around my grandma who was passing away in her hospice bed. And as she took her last breath, I literally felt her spirit rise above the bed. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked up, it was like a star of the most amazing colors. Like, I don't even think they're like in our human life. Like they were so bright and so magnificent and they were pulsing in and out like a heartbeat. And in that moment, you know, I knew, I don't know how I knew, but I just knew that she was at peace, that her angels, her spirit guides, her, um, you know, other friends and family who had passed away were all there to greet her. And I knew that she wanted me to see that. And that's what really started my journey. I was just like, this is actually not something scary, not something that people should think I'm crazy for. Um, And it was so beautiful. And that's when I really started to tap into it. But you know, I started reading books, I was watching or watching TV shows, listening to podcasts, and nothing was like developing it. Like I, they came to me whenever they wanted. I had no control over it. I didn't know who the message was for until I found a mentor. Um, so I've been reading books up until this point and it just like, wasn't doing anything, but with the mentor, I only worked with her for maybe an hour, a month for six months. And then my abilities just skyrocketed and I became a medium. I could do mediumship readings on demand. And I did those for years, but then, you know, I look back at my journey of like, why are there no mentors? You know, there's coaches for everything, for sports, for instruments. Like it, there is an A to Z process here, but like, so I created that roadmap to teach other people because if someone was able to teach me from what they went through, I feel it's my mission to now teach other people how I was able to gain those abilities. Hmm. What a beautiful journey and what a beautiful experience you had with your grandmother and, and that coming into that sense of peace and knowing that that was, you know, that she was at peace and she was okay in that process and how it just catapulted your own abilities. And I know it sounds like, it sounds like your journey has, you've, you questioned that all of, all of your abilities and these experiences that you would have up until that point. And I'm just curious because I know there's so many people in the world, right, that that question their own abilities, right? They question, am I intuitive? Am I psychic? Am, you know, and not really sure how to tap into that. And so what would you say for someone, you know, just starting out who who is starting, who is questioning those abilities or even could be like a two-part question, but, you know, these little star seeds coming into our, our world right now and, and their parents, right? The, the children, right? And how they can even support their children as they're coming in. 
Yeah. So it's funny you say that because I actually have an ebook. Um, it's on my website. They can go to brandyvan.com. And if they sign up, they'll get a fun little quiz um, that goes through what people are having psychic experiences, but they might think it's just like everyday human ones. So mm-hmm. I think the first step is to realize what is a psychic experience and am I having them? Because we're all psychic. It's just that people who are a-psychic means that they developed it, they controlled it, they know how to help others with it. So the first step of the journey is to know, like, what am I looking for? Have I had these experiences? So my ebook actually has, like, the fun little quiz of, you know, have you had XYZ experiences? And then it also goes into category. So if you have the most in one category, you'll find out if you're a healer, if you're an intuitive, if you're a medium, um, all the different types of psychics that are out there. For children, I'm always like, the younger, the better. Like, I wish someone would have grabbed me at the age of 10 and told me about this. So I think if people have those limiting beliefs or like a closed-minded family, they're not going to be as open to this. So if you have a child that you think has this, I would just say, you know, it's important that they're doing it in the right way. And that's for adults as well. You always want to protect your energy because you never know what you're inviting in. If you're just dabbling or don't know what you're doing with it. And that's why I think it's really important to have a mentor. So yeah, um, as long as you can, you know, tell your child about it, but then also get them the right, like me, the right person to be able to help them. So they knew they, so they know that they're doing it correctly. And so do you think that um, everyone has some sort of psychic ability or, or is there just like a, the select few that come into this world with, with these abilities? No, I think we all have it. It's that sixth sense, your intuition, your, um, you know, that feeling, that gut feeling that you have. So we all have it. It's just a matter of people who tend to ignore it or they don't want to discover it. So it's all there. Um, It just depends on if you're interested in developing it and if you feel a pull to do that, just like anything else. You know, if you were to play basketball or the piano or something. So it's just you got to have the interest and then want to actually succeed at it. Yeah. I like how you bring up, you know, it, it can really be a skill. Like once we've acknowledged the ability, it can be a skill that we can develop just like sports or piano or something like that. Um, It's interesting in, in your um, bio, you mentioned highly sensitive people. And for me, I've noticed in, in my work, that's, that's always kind of a key marker. Like if someone mentions to me that they're really sensitive to even like you know, sound or touch or something like that. I think that can also be an indicator of someone possibly having psychic abilities. But I do think that there is a big fear of judgment, right? Um, I know growing up for me, it was like, oh, you're just so sensitive, you know, and that was not said in a very positive light. It was more of like a put down. And so I became rather guarded thinking that, oh, that's a bad thing to be sensitive, to have possibly intuitive abilities. I didn't know it when I was little because it just wasn't something that was fostered. So I'm curious, like how, like, how do you um, handle some of the judgments that come from either other people or even within ourselves? Because what we see of, um, what, what we see outside of ourselves, like how can we help kind of get past some of those judgments from others or ourselves? 
Yeah. So I think the main judgment that comes from ourselves is the lack of trust because, you know, your rational mind has been in the driver's seat this whole time. And so it's going to say like, you're just making this up or there's no way that you know this, or this isn't a real thing. It's just been that, you know, pattern of that belief that's been in our minds for so long. So I really feel like the judgment from ourselves is coming from not trusting ourselves. And that's when you really need to dive deep into your intuition, start trusting yourself to empower yourself. But the judgments externally, like they used to bother me. And now I'm at the point of like, I know what I'm experiencing and there's, you cannot tell me I'm not experiencing this. So it's, you know, that subjective experience, there's, there's no science behind it. So, you know, like right now, if I look at you, I don't know if you're cold or if you're hot or you're comfortable. It's that same thing. Like you never know what someone is subjectively experiencing. So I feel like the, the, the naysayers or the people that judge, like almost feel bad for them. Like if you can believe or know that, you know, my grandma's at peace and she's with her loved ones, or you can believe that we just go into the ground and it turns black and then then that's it. Like, I don't know why someone would want to believe that. So I feel like almost like this is just such a a more beautiful way to live and a a better understanding of things. So I almost feel like uh, the the people who judge are missing out. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Well, it it sounds like too, you know, because we have We've been so trained to think with our minds, right? And and especially in in our Western culture, right? It's go go go, and the logic wins, right? Science over spirit, and you know. But there's so much science that's coming in, showing that this is real. You know, the, the even the quantum field, right? They you know they've got um, you know science to back up you know all of these things, and so so what what makes this not real right so you know when you have an intuition you know where does that where does that come from you know and and how do you know to tap into it like what would you say would be your best advice when there are those intuitive hits and so that we can learn to build trust because i think there's that muscle right that we have to build to grow to trust in our own intuition like oh yeah i i maybe shouldn't eat this or I, you know, because you got this message, like, what would you say would be that switch from going from the brain, the thinking mind to when when that intuitive hit comes? Sure. So I believe that our intuition is two different things. I think it's our spirit guides connecting with us. I think that's how they connect with us to give us that advice that we need. And I also believe that it could be part of our past lives. Like, hey, you've already gone through this. Let's not make the same mistake again. So it's just like this wealth of knowledge that's like right inside of us, inside of our gut, our heart, our feelings. Um, So the best way I can say to trust your intuition is, well, if you don't ask a question, you'll never get an answer. So that's the first step. So you want to ask it a question. And then you want to feel what it feels like in your body. If you start thinking, you've already missed the intuition boat because your mind is going to get in the way of that. But whenever you can feel it inside of you, that's going to get you to live more authentically. That's what's going to get you to the right path of 
should I eat a burger or a salad later? And if you really want the burger, but it's saying salad, like you should eat the salad because, you know, maybe you'll lose a couple pounds or maybe you'll have more energy tomorrow. Like you might not understand or know why it's giving you that advice in the moment, but over time in your life, it's going to get you to the right path. So the first step is absolutely to ask it a question. The next step is to feel the answer. And the rational mind starts thinking in five seconds. So you only have four seconds to feel the answer. It's instantaneous. It's there. You don't want to judge it. You don't want to try to control it. You just want to feel it, hear it, whatever it is, whatever of your senses that you just know it's the answer. Then you want to trust the answer because like I said, it's always going to get you to your right path. And then lastly, you want to act on it because if you don't do what it said, then why did you do any of the steps anyway? (laughs) So those are really the four steps of developing your intuition. I love that. I like how you break it down really simply because I think a lot of people just don't even ask and and it might sound oversimplified, but sometimes we do forget. Um, And then I'm curious though about feeling in your body. I think this is where some people can get a little confused. Like is there in your, you know, expertise as a mentor, like, is there usually one area of the body? Is it the whole body? Is it like, I know it's probably dependent on each person, but can you give us like an example either of yourself or someone that you've worked with, how to like really feel it in their body if they're kind of cut off from that? Yeah. So I always tell them to start with something small. So the ant, like, you know, just the question that we had of the burger or the salad. So you want to ask small things first. And the more that you ask, you'll start to feel whatever that is in your body. You don't want to ask like, you know, should I move next year? That's something huge, right? So you just want to start out with very little simple questions. And then you'll just start to feel that answer. Um, And then when you do ask it a big question, some people will get anxiety from that. But now you'll be able to recognize if it's anxiety versus that feeling in your gut because you've asked those little questions to recognize that feeling. So yeah, it's different Mm -hmm. for everyone. um, But you're going to ask it like a question, even like three questions a day until you start to recognize what that feeling is. Um, and, And you'll definitely start to recognize it because the more you'll ask it, the more you'll feel it. So I'm I'm really curious with a follow-up question with that. So do you think oftentimes anxiety can be mistaken for like a psychic message coming through? Do you find that to be a pattern? Yeah. So clients of mine will say like, I asked a question and because they don't agree with the answer, they don't want that answer. It will give them anxiety. So uh-huh. I'm always like, you know, if it is that right feeling, and like I said, even if you don't understand it or know why it's the answer, or even it's, it's strongly going against with what's in your mind, you want to recognize like, is my heart rate getting faster? Did I start breathing heavier? You know, like those anxiety um, symptoms, because then that's not your intuition. Your intuition is very calm. It's not fearful. It's not feeling, you know, regret or resentment or anything like that. So you definitely want to have a, that to know that knowledge between this is how I feel. I feel calm versus I'm getting anxiety over this answer. So yeah, it's definitely two different things that we want to nip in the butt. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I've noticed, you know, when I'm, when I get those answers, like these big, even these big questions, and you know, my my body will be overcome with this, like, just sense of calm, like, this is the knowing this is the right way to go. And then, but when I don't listen to that, and it maybe it takes me a while, like I know, in the past, where I, I've gone away from that, you know, 
And I've kept going on the same path I was, even though I knew that was not the path. And, um, and then things kept being coming out of alignment for me. Like it, nothing felt like it was going smoothly until I came back to what I, I deeply knew. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like when you know, when you're in alignment versus not in alignment, yeah, when you're not in alignment, you get to start like that feeling of being stuck, right? Like this is what I want, but I'm not getting there. Um, when you're in alignment, you're just so much more at ease. You have so much less stress, less anxiety. Doors start to open for you. You just have more opportunities so that you recognize like, okay, I'm listening to my intuition. It's guiding me. And those doors are opening because how many times like have you been like, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? And so that's what we're trying to avoid here. We don't want people to, you know, list like hear it, but then not listen to it. So that's why you definitely want to do with the advice that it says so that you stay in alignment. And when you're in alignment as well, you just start to live more authentically, you know, like, like for me, I don't want to have children, but society tells me I'm supposed to have children, right? So people will always ask me, well, why don't you want kids? Or they assume that I can't have children. It's like, this is a choice. This is what my intuition is telling me that I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want that lifestyle. But, you know, society tells you to live in a certain way, but you really have to live authentic to who you are. I mean, it wouldn't be fair to the child or myself if I had one, if I don't truly want one. So that's just like my own personal example. Mm, I love that. Yeah. How society versus our own authenticity can be at opposite ends and to really honor that. So I I think this kind of leads into like our, our life's calling, or you mentioned like a higher purpose and how our psychic abilities can help um, make us more aware of what our life calling is. Is there um, like a process that you help people go to? Because I know so many people that, you know, they really want to extend themselves out into the world and really live with with passion. And so can you kind of help us like fill in that gap of where can our psychic abilities really help us kind of fine tune our purpose in life? Yeah, and this is where my passion is, is to teach people how to do that. Because you know, you'll have lifelong benefits with psychic abilities that people don't even realize. Um, it helps you connect with your emotions. It helps you become more balanced. Um, it just overall is just such a um, a better way to live in terms of if something challenging happens and you start to trust yourself and know that you're going to be calm in any situation, it's like life can throw whatever at once at you. But if you know I'm strong, I'm calm, and I can handle this, you know, what is this teaching me versus why is this happening to me? It just kind of changes your perception of thinking, I'm here for a bigger purpose. What am I here to learn? And our main thing, of course, is to help other people. So there's so many different types of psychics out there and so many different ways to have it be a career. I feel like to help others, sure, like I do a mediumship reading and I can give healing to someone who's grieving. And I, now I also mentor, but you know, there's people out there who can solve missing people crimes or find missing bodies, or there's other ones who can do pet bereavement if someone loses a pet and they can connect that way to give that person healing. Um, there's so many different ways that we can help each other in such a magical way of like looking at things differently and getting deeper into yourself. Because once you can start being happy internally, instead of what externally tells you happiness is, that's when you're going to start being able to help others, 
feeling stronger about yourself, living more authentically. And it's going to lead you down that path of living that psychic life, that extra oomph. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So what do you notice? Like when you start living authentically, you're living in alignment. I'm just wondering like how manifestations start to occur. Do you notice manifestations happening more quickly or more fluidly? Um, yeah. What, what is, what does that look like for you and what is your best advice on that manifestation process? Yeah. So I feel like that word gets thrown around so much. And I think people think, oh, if I think positively, then positive things will happen when it's actually much more than that. You know, you you need to live in that authentic you for things to start changing, because if your thoughts and your actions and behaviors aren't all in alignment, then you're not going to be able to create your own reality because manifesting is all about creating your own reality. So if you're like, stuck in this nine to five job that you hate and you want to be doing XYZ instead, you're basically telling the universe, like, I'm okay with being stuck. I'm okay with being, you know, at this job that I don't like. So I, even though it's scary, you might want to quit that job so that that shows the universe, hey, I'm ready for this next step. So that's just an example. Um, but yeah, manifesting is really about changing yourself to create the reality that you want. So it starts with you. And then it's that law of attraction that what you give out comes back to you. So it's definitely creating a more positive way to live because if you're doing something authentically, you're going to be that much more happy doing it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think I think that, you know, is a really great point and perspective because it is, right? We can't just think our way, right? When the secret came out way back, you know, in uh, early 2000s or something, right? And and so it's, you know, there was this message, like, I'm just going to think and, and, you know, manifest everything. And, and it's all, you know, about material, you know, possessions. And, you know, but recognizing there, there was always that energy behind that. And like, what is the energy if you're not in flow with your own energy, if you're not living authentically and in alignment, then that flow isn't, I mean, manifestation, I think can still occur, but it's not manifesting in the way that is bringing you maybe the life and opportunities you're that are in alignment for you. And, and also, you know, I, when you are in alignment, the universe, I believe like it, you know, in my experience too, it just, it starts to open up more doors and you're, you're kind of in this river of flow as you're moving through. And so I think that that makes sense. And so absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And I think too, when people are stuck on feeling like what they lack, you know, I don't have mm -hmm. this and this other person has this, that's sending the universe a message as well, mm -hmm. where the universe is so abundant, it's going to give you whatever you need. But if you're sending out that, and you're concentrating on the lack and the scarcity and what I don't have, you know, that's just going to come right back at you. So you really need to start thinking in terms of, you know, the universe has everything I need, it has everything mm -hmm. I want, you know, universe, give this to me, you mm -hmm. know, versus like, oh, this other person has everything. And you know, that person that you think has everything might look at that one thing that you have and now they look at their lives as lack because they ha mm -hmm. you actually have that one thing that they don't. So mm -hmm. you just never know. It's your own perception and of looking at things. Absolutely. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's really, yeah, tuning into what we have in, in that gratitude, right? 
And it just reminded me, I was just going to share like the Trevor Hall song, I have everything I need, right? Oh, yeah. And, and so that's like a beautiful mantra because, you know, we all have exactly what we need. And, you know, there there is an abundance and we have to um, really feel into that abundance, you know, when we, so we can believe it within our, our bodies and embody that belief as well, I think is really important. Yeah, I was also going to say, actually, when you mentioned the Trevor Hall song, that actually mm -hmm. popped in for me. And, <laughs> and as we're talking about like, scarcity mentality, and, and like how the ego can sort of prevent us from receiving our, whether it's divine downloads or psychic abilities. Um, I'm curious, like for me, I have a process of like actually singing, like I actually singing helps me get out of the thinking mind and kind of pushes ego or gives it a backseat so that I can be really open and receptive. But I'm wondering, do you, do you have like a like a process that you use specifically to kind of give the ego the backseat so that your abilities can shine more? Yeah. So, I mean, it's really important to notice the ego. That's the first thing, because if you, if it's automatic and you don't even like pay attention to it, it's just there, then you can't quiet it. So that's a big part of my mentorship program as well is noticing when the ego comes in. Um, and then once the ego does come in, I always say, to treat it like your best friend that's giving you bad advice. So like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that advice. But today I'm going to listen to my intuition. And I always say too, that your ego is part of your inner critic. And the louder that it gets means the closer you're getting to your goal. So instead of letting it get louder and louder and hinder your performance, see it as your best friend, bring it along with you. That means push a little bit harder. You're so close because your inner critic would not be getting louder if it knew you're like, you're getting so close out of this comfort zone. I want to keep you in this comfort zone. So the louder it gets means, oh, I'm almost there. Just keep pushing. So that's what I always tell my clients as well. Mm, sounds like a beautiful way to, yeah, break through that, I guess, that glass ceiling, so to speak, when you're just going through the next layer, the next level, and you're leveling up um, to really just like tune into that. That's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, um, let's talk a little bit more about honing into that, that quiet, time like what are some of the the advice or tools that you have for someone you know to really start to get quiet with themselves you know and maybe protecting their energy because they're so they're not influenced by other people's energies um as they're trying to work through finding their own voice yeah, the protecting your energy is so important. And not only, you know, to protect it with the spirit world, but around other humans as well, especially if you're someone who is highly sensitive, or an empath, because as soon as you go into a place that even has a few other people, let alone a lot of other people, your energy is going to be so drained. So a lot of developing your psychic abilities is First, meditating, of course, because you want to get into that silent, calm place and you want to be relaxed. But the next step is visualizations. 
And even though I'm saying the word visualize, which means seeing, um, it depends on that person's senses. So um, even though I say visualization, it could be a knowing or a feeling or a sense or a hearing even. It's any of your senses that are connecting you with the spirit world. But those visualizations are what's going to develop your third eye chakra or your psychic muscle. So that's what you really need to do. You need to get into that calm place. And then it's basically feels like you're using your imagination and that's what's developing your psychic muscle. So for someone that wants to protect their energy, I'm sure you ladies have probably heard of this. You put that white light protection around you. So you're going to envision a white light all around you. It's like a bubble. There's no holes. There's no patches. And you just want to breathe out anything negative and breathe in that positivity protection and just envision that it's with you. And if you don't believe in the white protection, it will not protect you. So just like you're trusting yourself, your intuition, your spirit guide, you have to believe in the white light protection or else it's not going to to do anything because it's just like the universe. You know, if you don't believe in the abundance, the white light knows that you don't believe in it. So why would it help you? So it's really important, again, to trust yourself, to trust all the exercises that you need to do when you're developing your ability. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering, um, you know, as, you know, our planet is, you know, I, you know, ascending and where, you know, all this new energy is coming into the earth. If you're familiar with the Schumann resonance, um, you know, it's the earth is increasing in vibration at the same time. And, you know, in my experience, um, I've seen just a lot of people getting stronger messages like through their dreams their intuition their intuitive abilities are increasing you know their vibration is essentially raising um i'm wondering what you've noticed if if anything um you know especially in the last like several years like how things have been really you know increasing in vibration and people tuning into their gifts a little bit more have you noticed anything around that Absolutely. I think, you know, even though how horrible COVID-19 was and the pandemic, it really gave everyone that chance to be calm. It quieted our lives. It made us not as busy. And so I feel like, did that happen so that we can raise our consciousness? You know, did we all need to just take a step back? And that gave us the time to do it. Because I know for myself, it was like, well, I'm furloughed. So I already have a job. I don't need to look for one. What am I going to do with these next couple months? So, you know, I did a lot of reading and meditating and got myself way more into this. And I think a lot of people did that because I'll ask people and they'll be like, oh, I just started this the last few years. And I'm thinking like, what happened the last few years? The pandemic, right? So maybe it really did um, have a higher purpose than we all know. (laughs) <laughs> I would definitely say that, yeah, COVID brought a lot of opportunities uh, for people to slow down and to really take that time inward and also just to be more present with themselves. And I think that's where also gratitude comes in there as well, to be grateful for the things that um, they did have. And and yes, there's many like furloughs and jobs that were lost. And it also gave some people an opportunity to explore whether it's um, other job opportunities or their psychic abilities or things maybe they just never even had the time to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that to like yeah. be able to think outside of what 
autopilot life sometimes goes on sometimes. Um, yeah, and even like the way to live more authentically, because maybe it gave them that sure. time to look at their job and be like, I don't think I'm happy with this. Let me look for right. something mm-hmm. else. So again, that internal looking of like, am I happy with this? And then changing it if they needed to. So yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, for sure. I'm, I'm wondering about uh, dreaming, like, because for so many people, they think that um, abilities can come or messages can come through their dreams. What are your thoughts on on that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, our spirit guides can communicate with us so easily in our dreams. Um, But, you know, if you don't remember your dream, then you're not going to remember the message. So it's a it's a process, right? Just like your intuition, you need to remember your dream, you need to figure out the pattern of what is the dream teaching me, because our psyche when we're asleep, our dreams are actually giving us advice for our waking life. But first, if you don't remember it, that's not going to help. And then you need to figure out the pattern of like, you know, interpreting it and trying to figure out what advice it's giving you for your waking life. And not even just during dreaming, but actually before you go to sleep, right Mm -hmm. when you're like heads on the pillow and you're in that half asleep, half awake state, um, that's called the hypnagogic state that your brain's going through. And the spirits can really communicate with us then because everything is very quiet, you're quiet. So that's a great time to be able to connect. And then also between 1 and 4 a.m., uh, that's when the veil is thinnest, again, because it's a very quiet, calm time. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I always wake up between 1 and 4. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. So, um, but yeah, and then there's even that one step further of lucid dreaming. And that's when you're conscious in the dream and you can tell yourself, go to another planet or fly or whatever it is, because you can control the dreamscape. Um, so yeah, dreams are a whole nother way to communicate with spirit. It's, it's amazing. And I do teach that in my program as well. Yeah, that's um really, you know, all those three different things, but you mentioned, um, and I know we could probably have a whole episode on lucid dreaming, <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that, you know, I have a lot of clients, um, I'm a psychotherapist and so I have a lot of clients that do wake up between that one and four time. Right. And so, so I'm wondering if you just speak a little bit more about that because there's, you know, a lot of theories around that and, you know, and so just curious, um, if you could just say a little bit more. Yeah. So between one and four, like, I don't know why exactly. The only thing I know is that because the the earth is so quiet then, everyone's sleeping, everyone's, you know, just in a very um quiet place. And so that's whenever our, and you're also in a deep sleep then as well, usually, because, you know, now you're in REM sleep. And so they're really able to communicate with you at that point. Um, Other than that, I, I really don't know too much about it other than they do say the veil is thinnest because it's such a quiet time for everyone that they can easily enter our dreams. Yeah. And I know the yogis, that was, that's their time to get up and meditate because there's that, you know, the energy of, um, yeah, talking to, I believe the spirits and manifesting and, you know, really being able to be heard because of the, the veil is at its thinnest. Yeah. I was going to speak to that for, from an, uh, a yogic or Ayurvedic perspective, it's called the Vata time Mm -hmm. that that's one of time. And it's, I mean, they say like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. It's, you know, variable a little bit, but it's when the elements of ether, so like space, the cosmos, the starry night skies and air are most present. Um, and so spirit, that's the the realm of spirit. So that's okay. when spirit can enter in in that vata time. And I was going to piggyback that also there's yoga nidra, which deals with that hip, um, 
hypnagogic. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. That twilight stage. Um, yoga Nidra, which I, um, as a meditation teacher, I love using that style of meditation to get people into that twilight. Um, oh, cool. I'm writing all yeah. this down. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would love to share that with you. Um, okay, yeah. I have some guided meditations that really help people get into that, like, not full on sleep, although sometimes it happens. Sometimes, <laughs> yet, you know, people do because I just figured, well, they needed to actually sleep. Yeah. But to be in that twilight phase, because it is truly restorative. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I also know that Wednesday, for some reason, is the best day to communicate with spirit. So I always have my um, clients practicing on Wednesdays. I don't know what it is about that either. <laughs> hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I love that. It'll bring Wednesday, a whole new meeting to Wednesday. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's no longer hump day. It's communicate <laughs> with your spirit day. <laughs> I love that. So Brandy, um, I'm wondering if you can tell us, tell us your macro vision. Like, how do you see your work in the world as living in your purpose and your authenticity? How do you see it as supporting the world in changing the future of this planet? So I like, even before all of this, I always thought like, little old me, what can I do? Right. But then when you really realize how connected we are and how big of an impact you can have on someone, like for me to create other light workers, oh my gosh, it's just my passion. Like, I'm so excited to do this because, you know, if I can give a mediumship reading to someone and give them some healing, that's great. But if I can create like hundreds of other people to do those readings or those healings or whatever it is. Like that is just, my soul is fulfilled if I can do that because the more light we have against the darkness, the better, mm -hmm. the higher the consciousness will rise. And if I feel like if I can even help one person do that, which I've already helped more than one person, but you know, if I can keep doing that, I just, um, my life would just be so fulfilled. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yes, we are bringing more light on the planet. So it's so beautiful Thanks. and shifting timelines <laughs> as we speak. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brandy, for all of your amazing work. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're currently working on? Sure. So uh, they can go to my website, brandyvan.com. That's Brandy with an I. And everything on there is about my mentorship program. That's my main thing right now. It's called Jumpstart Your Psychic Abilities. It's a 90-day program. I offer it in a group setting. And then I also offer it in one-on-one -on -one plus the group. So you can get both. It's about 70 exercises and everything's on video to work out your psychic muscle. So the videos are so that you can pause it, replay it, rewind it, and they're going to have access to these videos for life. So, you know, I can't say magically in 90 days, you're going to become a psychic, but I know that if you keep doing these exercises, you will absolutely become a psychic and you'll find that higher purpose. You'll maybe find a new career with this to create income. Um, and I do biweekly Q&A calls, but they also have access to me all the time because I literally can talk about this stuff all day. So if they ever have questions, they can reach out to me so they're not stuck. Um, and then even after the 90 days, it's not like I'm not there anymore. I offer a practice circle for them to be able to practice those abilities. And I also offer a membership option so that they can stay in the Q&A calls for as long as they'd like as well. 
Beautiful. That sounds like so many beautiful offerings. Thank you. And so thank you so much, Brandy, for the work you do in the world and supporting people and growing and bringing more light in this planet, on this planet. Yes, <laughs> and, you ladies yeah. too. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for sharing this beautiful conversation with us today. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your family and friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes and Spotify, or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that helps us with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining. <laughs>